0: Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable once again inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF Madison, North Florida we greet you today in the name of Jesus Christ and if you're listening from South Georgia uh, we're glad that you're with us today if you're driving down the interstate uh, we pray you keep your mind on your driving, your hands on the wheel but your ears and heart open to the word of God as long as you can get this signal I pray that you will stay tuned today. We have a great subject that I'm excited that we're into this particular teaching, uh, and that is the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're taking our teaching out of the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verses 5 5 through 9 revelation 19 verses 5 through 9 if you are listening because you have come to our website and and you have either downloaded or are listening live from our website to this particular teaching we are so glad that you've joined with us today if you are listening as WMAF streams live uh, right where you are anywhere in the United States of America anywhere you are in any nation in the World that is connected to the World Wide Web. We welcome you today. And I want to say it again. I keep saying it, but I can't say it enough. We are so honored and privileged to be part of the broadcast family right here on WMAF and we are so very glad if you are a consistent listener that you are part of the listening family right here on WMAF you know we may never see each other if you're a Christian until we get to heaven but but we will be so so glad that we accepted Christ as our Savior. We are called to a marriage supper of the Lamb to celebrate eternity with God because of what Jesus has done for us. And we are literally Jesus Christ's reward for his suffering on the cross the bible is very clear particularly in the new covenant that we are the bride of jesus christ and he is the bridegroom spiritually speaking to the church and the church being all those who have come to Christ by faith in his finished work on the cross, repenting of their sins. Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited about this message In this day of great tumult and great trouble. There is hope because Christ is coming back for His bride, and we're going to live with Him in a new heaven and a new earth forever and forever, age without end. If you're not a Christian, we want you to be our very special guest today. I have been a pastor, and in fact, I have been the senior pastor of the Holy Church of God here in Tampa, Florida, for going on 43 years. This January will mark 43. Three years that we have uh, been the pastor and we also have had outreach down through all of those years so I identify myself uh, uh, as pastor evangelist because we reach out given every opportunity through every door that is open to us of the Lord to reach other people for Jesus Christ. So if you're not a Christian, please go with us into this study today. Listen to the Word of God. Listen to the plan and purpose of God. And look at the person that God has sent to save us, Jesus Christ, today. Amen. I'm going to read once again from Revelation 19:5 through 9 It said in a voice... Came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God Omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad, and rejoice, and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in white linen. For white linen, fine linen rather, is the righteousness of the saints. And he said unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true Sayings of God. Now, I want to say this to you today, if you're not a Christian, number one, you are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, you say, but I'm not saved. I don't know Jesus. I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. God knows that, but he's called you to come to Christ Repent of your sins so He can save you and seal you with the Holy Spirit unto the day of redemption. And that call to salvation, responded to, means that you are also called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. You are actually wanted by God right now. Hallelujah. And you're not wanted for judgment. This is the glory of the gospel. If you're not saved today, you're a wanted man. You're a wanted woman. (laughs) And God wants you for His child. God wants you in His kingdom. God does not want to have to banish you and punish you for your sin. God wants to pardon your sin. And he wants to change you from the inside out. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you to try to change yourself from the outside in. He wants to change you from the inside out. You are called to salvation. And that is the message of the gospel. Go into the highway and hedge, Jesus said. Go everywhere. And and there's no place too small and no person too insignificant to not make the effort to go and tell them the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go into the highway and hedge, He said, and compel them to come in. Compel them to come in so that His kingdom, His table, might be filled. You are called. Make no mistake about it. You are called to salvation, and you are called, therefore, to this marriage supper. The only way you can be included in this is to respond to His call. Repent of your sins and receive Christ as your Savior. But the day that you do that, you are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now listen, if you're a Christian today, you are headed to heaven and you're headed to heaven uh, primarily because God wants you to live with Him forever, secondarily to escape hell, secondarily to live in the holy city, but primarily because God wants an intimate, personal relationship with you and he wants it with me and you don't wait till you get to heaven for that relationship to begin it begins right here right now as a child of God the Holy Spirit is here hallelujah and he wants to indwell us and he wants to mediate the presence of Christ to us remember Revelation chapter 3 the message to the church at Laodicea Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and him with me. The primary reason for for salvation, the primary reason for God's saving us is so that he could have A relationship with us, a holy God, with his creation that has fallen through the fall of Adam and has been separated from him in the spiritual sense and in every other way. But now he calls us through the gospel of Jesus Christ to come, to sit down with him, In heavenly places. Hallelujah. And literally to live with Him. In a new heaven and new earth forever. So today I don't want anyone listening to this broadcast. To disqualify yourself. From God's desire to save you. God wants you. You're a wanted man. Sir if you're running from the Lord. You're a wanted man. And lady if you're running from the Lord. You are a wanted woman today. God wants you. To be saved. God wants to pardon your sin. If you will repent of it. And receive Christ as your Savior. Glory be to God. So as we read this today. We want you to read it with us. We want you to hear it with us. And I said it before. I want to reiterate it in today's broadcast. The primary. The primary reason. I'm not talking about most important to us. I'm talking about in God's heart of hearts. To us, the most important thing we could possibly imagine is escaping hell and gaining heaven, not being banished from His presence and punished eternally. I can't fathom that. I can't imagine that. I can't even even in any way comprehend how awful that would be. It is so serious and sobering. But yet, on His side, the primary reason... For Jesus going to the cross was not even to get us into heaven and keep us out of hell. It was to reconcile us unto Himself so that He could have the relationship That he wants to have with his creation. So that we could live with him forever. Friend of mine, heaven is thrown in as a byproduct. Escaping hell is a byproduct of God's great love for you. And his great love for me. He wants us to live in the place that He has prepared for us forever, age without end. He wants fellowship with us. That's why in 1 John, John the letter writes this way in the New Covenant, Truly, our fellowship, the Greek word is koinonia, and it's intimacy between two persons, two people. <laughs> Make no mistake about it, this is God's heart. Truly, our fellowship is with God God and with His Son, Jesus Christ. God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Truly, that is our koinonia today. Praise God. So we are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. As a Christian today, we are headed for heaven But before we enjoy all of the grandeur and glory of the holy city, the first thing that is going to take place is a marriage supper. Let's look at the bride at this supper. As the beauty of the bride is described, we need to look very carefully that the description is really that of the beauty and glory of the Lamb Himself. It says, the, His wife has made herself ready, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For fine linen, the fine linen, is the righteousness of the saints. Praise God. You see, the bride prepared herself for this glorious event. We are told she made herself ready. What does that really, really mean? How can we make Ourself ready to be a worthy bride to this pure, sinless, holy groom, Jesus Christ. How do we make ourselves ready for heaven's city and heaven's glory? She has willingly, of her own accord, given herself to Christ to be His forever. She has come out of the world and put away the corruptions of the world. She has washed herself from all uncleanness in the fountain of His shed blood. And she has put on the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. But notice her gorgeous apparel was given to her, therefore, as a free gift of sovereign grace, as a royal grant from the King of heaven, the King of glory. All that she carries into heaven was given her, was granted her. All that she wears was given her. She brings nothing of her own and wears nothing of her own. In fact, she is altogether there and by the grant of heaven. The garment she wears is the grant of heaven. It's the righteousness of the saints. And I want to proclaim this today, all the righteousness of the saints is the righteousness of Christ given us by God's almighty grace. It is the righteousness of our forgiveness by the blood of Jesus Christ, a righteous pardon. <laughs> it's the righteousness of our justification and acceptance with God by the imputation of Christ's righteous obedience to us. You see, friend, God didn't just forgive your sin. When you became a Christian, you are pardoned, you are forgiven, but you're not as we try to in a, to me, a false humility with because of a lack of understanding. We are not just old sinners saved by grace. We were old sinners. We have been saved by grace. But Paul said, now we are the sons of God, the very sons and daughters of God, hallelujah, we're not the same old sinner with the same old sins, keeping us in a prison house where Satan has the influence, in fact the scripture said if you're saved today, we have been translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, Hallelujah! God has granted unto us that we not only have our sins forgiven, but we be given Christ's innocence. It's called the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said, "...and being found in Him, not having mine own righteousness." In other words, by, by the keeping of the law, by being perfectly obedient to the law... In fact, it says of the law itself that we should endeavor with all of our being to keep it's God's commandments are for everyone. it is His rules to live by righteously and and let's that let's not think for one moment that he doesn't want us to adhere to the 10 commandments but the scripture said it is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ in fact it convinces us of our need for forgiveness it convinces us of our our own failures and our need for Jesus to forgive our sin, to be washed in His shed blood. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when we come to Christ, we will live our life in, in, in a desire to please God because we love Him and we want to serve Him for what He's done for us. And in that new nature, that new desire to serve Him, we begin to do by nature, Paul said, the things that are contained in the law. And he said, you know, this should provoke those Orthodox Jews of that day that are trying to keep all the tenets of the law perfectly. And no one could ever do that. No one but Jesus Christ. But to, but to provoke them to jealousy because the Gentiles that had come to Christ by faith were doing by nature keeping by the new nature, keeping the things that are contained in the law. You know, I don't have to have a law tell me not to murder if I have love for my brother and sisters and love for those that are in the world that don't know Christ, love for my fellow man today. I don't have to have a law telling me not to commit adultery if I love my wife with all of my heart as I'm told to love her, taught to love her, and as the new nature dictates that I love her. I don't have to have a law tell me not to to steal from someone, to take from them, uh, if my nature has been changed and that selfishness uh, is gone and, and and I'm walking in a new walk and walking in a new way. Praise God. You see, God has changed His people from the inside out. That's why I said in the beginning of the broadcast, don't let the fact that you Feel that you could never live the Christian life, keep you from coming to Christ. You're a wanted man. You're a wanted woman today. And you are called to salvation. And therefore you are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. You are called to reconciliation with God. Therefore, you are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh, friend, this involves you today. Wherever you are, whatever sins may have attached themselves to you because you have opened your life to them, whatever chains seem to hold you, habits and, and sinful habits, I want you to know. If you come to Christ, the change will break. If you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit, and repenting of your sins, God will pardon your sins, and the Holy Spirit will come within you, and He will begin to change you from the inside out. Hallelujah. You've made a true statement many times. I can't change myself. That's absolutely true. But you can change your mind about the road you're on. You can change your mind about where you want to spend eternity and you can turn from darkness to light. You can turn from sin to righteousness. You can turn from Satan to Christ. You can change your mind and the day you do and say, Lord, I repent of my sin and I receive Christ as my Savior. Come into my life and change me. And the change will begin. God will do. One of the first changes that's going to occur is the scripture said spiritually, we have been translated at that moment out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And as we behold as in a glass, Paul taught, his face, we are changed Into His image. (laughs) From glory to glory. Listen. Even as by the Spirit of God. It's not you changing yourself. It's you allowing God to change you. There's a vast difference. That means something beyond yourself is occurring. Not just something natural. But something supernatural. Ah friend. You don't just get religion. When you come to Christ as your Savior. You get a relationship. A reconciled relationship with God. And this is the primary reason for, G- for God sending His Son. As it is written in the New Covenant, the just has suffered for the unjust that He might keep us from hell, bring us to heaven, keep us from eternal death and give us eternal life. That's the byproduct of the primary reason God has saved you and save me. The primary reason is clear. The just has suffered for the unjust that he might bring us to God. That at, that enmity between us and our God who created us and loved us enough to give his Son to, to have this relationship with us. That enmity is broken down at the cross. When Jesus hung on the cross... Suspended between heaven and earth. On that old rugged cross. He took God's hand reaching down. With one of his hands spiritually speaking. And he took our hand reaching up. For pardon and forgiveness. And he reconciled us. He became the mediator. Between a holy God. And fallen man. Make no mistake about it. This holy God. Wants. You in His kingdom. This holy God wants you in His royal family. This royal God wants you. This holy God wants you to be His child, His sons and His daughters. Oh yes, every Christian was an old sinner. We have been saved by grace. We are not sinlessly perfect to this day. But we have a perfect Righteousness granted us through Jesus Christ. And we are not sinful either in the sense of sin reigning in us, because we have a new nature. Hallelujah! The Bible said, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Now the devil certainly wants you back, and the flesh certainly still has that propensity towards sin. But our spirit man has been renewed, reborn, regenerated. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I I tell you, I want to serve God. I want to obey Him. Sometimes I fall short. But when I do, I repent and I get up and I go on. Because I want to be what He has called me to be. And his power is granted me. I'll tell you something today. You you will to do the right thing as a Christian, and all the resources of heaven will back you up. Not just so that you can naturally do it in your own strength, but supernatural strength and supernatural grace, supernatural stuff shall be added to you. Praise God. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I'm equal to all things. I'll bear up under anything if I'm supernaturally sustained because of the strength that Christ gives me. Praise God. It's not just the strength to have a holy resolve. It's the strength to carry out that resolution. Praise God. Amen. Listen to me carefully today. This is a righteous robe. And it is granted to us. It is His robe of righteousness. This just still bowls me over. It still challenges my faith. It's, I'm still chewing this that I have preached. And I have believed. All my Christian experience. That my sin-stained robe, He wore. In, in essence, He wore my sin-stained garment He that knew no sin took my sin-stained garment and wore it to the cross. And not only did He receive the punishment in full for my sins so that I could be pardoned should I repent and come to Him by faith so I could be forgiven. He wore my sin-stained garment to the cross. It should have been me on the cross. But He took my sin and he wore it as a garment on the cross and was punished he never sinned he knew no sin and yet he died on the cross being punished as a sinner and not only did he take my punishment he gave me his robe when he took my robe to the cross he gave me his robe his sinless robe This is the fine linen. It's not just our good works. That is something as a result of the new nature that gives testimony that our life has been changed. Men will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. But I want you to know good works has never been and will never be enough to constitute the robe that we must put on in order to stand in the presence of a holy God. And have a relationship with Him. A reconciled relationship with Him. Someone said it so well. God cannot accept anything less than pure holiness. Because He's too holy to accept that. And man cannot give Him the perfect holiness that He requires to have relationship with us. The perfect righteousness. The sinless perfection. So, how is this going to be resolved? God can't accept anything less. And man can't give Him anything more than our best attempt at at our keeping our religion and doing good works and all the good things that we can do. Uh, but the Bible said there's none righteous. None meeting God's requirement. No, not one. There's only one way that God could pardon us and accept us and fulfill without without denying His holiness and without compromising His holy standard. And that is for Jesus Christ to take our place on the cross and not only so our sins could be forgiven, but so that we could be granted. You see, unto her the bride was granted that she be arrayed in white linen, fine linen, clean and why? You know what that is, that robe of righteousness? It's Christ's innocence being put to the account of the penitent sinner repenting and receiving Christ. Not only is our sin forgiven, we are granted His royal robe. Oh, friend, that is not license to sin. That is one of the greatest incentives not to to give place to the devil. Not to give in to the flesh. To go on. And denying ourselves And taking up our cross. And following him. And finding great joy in it. Well our time is almost gone today. I pray in the name of Jesus. If you don't know Christ is your Savior today. That right now in the closing moments and seconds. That you will allow this great exchange to occur that you will come to Christ repent of your sins receive Him as your Lord and Savior ah friend you are called to salvation come back next week will you and let's talk about Jesus